Once you're done listening to this, go on over to turnbuckleflowbacks.com or rantemradio.com to listen to Turnbuckle Throwbacks, hosted by Phil Ray and Dave Megapowers. They throw back on classic wrestling, events, professional wrestlers, and many more. Their show is on iTunes, Stitcher, turnbuckleflowbacks.com, and Rant EM Radio. You can listen to full episodes on all those sites mentioned. Once again, that's turnbuckleflowbacks.com, Rant EM Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, turnbuckleflowbacks.com, Rant EM Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, TurboCoFrobox.com, RantDM Radio, Stitcher, and iTunes. Go give those guys a listen. They're good people. G'day, it's Josh Armour from Wrestle Radio Australia. Join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and FNX.network for interviews with great Aussie pro wrestlers like AAA's Australian Suicide. I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Adam Brooks. Becoming the RCW champion, that, that really meant a lot. And great names from the States. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Plus, more than 20 interviews on our YouTube channel. This is Brian Alvarez. This is Scrap Daddy himself, Scrap Brian Adam Pierce. A proud member of the FNX Network. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. Hey everybody, this is Greg for the Shellshock Network. If you'd like to give us a donation, go to patreon.com slash shellshock network. Give us a donation. Donations are to be at least a dollar. If you choose to give us a donation, email us, shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. Tell us your name and give us your proof of donation, and we'll be happy to shut you out on the next show. We thank you very much for your donations. If you choose to not donate, that's fine. If you choose to listen, that's great. At least you're listening, and we're happy that you're listening, downloading, whatever you're doing to get us in your ears. Thank you so much if you do donate, because it helps the show. It pays for bandwidth. SoundCloud's not free. So thank you again for the donation. Again, that is patreon.com slash shellshocknetwork. Patreon.com slash shellshocknetwork. Once again, that is patreon.com slash shellshocknetwork. And to get your shout-out, you have to email us shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. Shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. If there's any other way to tell us that you donated with a proof of donation, do that. But I would think the easiest way is to email us at shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. to Nerd Otaku. I am Greg, along with uh, my co-host who's currently contemplating life at this moment, Donald Smith. And yet I'm still here. Yes. He contemplates and contemplates, but yet he's still here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Story of his life, ladies and gentlemen. So, the past few podcasts, we've been forgetting to ask how everyone's doing, but then again, when you're... You, you see each other every day. I think you know how one's doing. Yeah, that and... uh. <laughs> that and it's like we've been so 
ass full of news uh, with our other podcasts. Ass full of news. Okay. Yes. That's a new one from you. So, uh, well, since the last night we talking, what have you been up to? Uh, uh, nothing really new. Oh, okay. Nothing, yeah, nothing new in my life. Yeah, nothing really new in my life either. <laughs> Same shit, different day. Uh, but anyway, aside from the boring, uh, what are some movies you've been watching? I, saw I have three movies that I have to review. <clears throat> um, the first one I'll review stars Tom Hardy and it's called Legend. Yeah. It's about these twin mobsters that ran um, like gambling and whatnot and illegal drinking in London in like the like, 60s and 70s. Yeah. And Tom Hardy plays the two roles. Okay. And um, it's pretty much these guys who they it's it's twin brothers and the one he's just he wants to make more money. And he's the type of guy that if he has to get dirty, he'll get dirty. But for the most part, he's the type of guy that look, I think me and you can discuss this deal. And da da da. Whereas in the other uh, twin is schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Um, we start off the movie. He has to get him. He has to convince him. He has to convince his doctor to let him out of the nut house. Um, he will. He headbutts first and asks questions later. Cool, lovely. Um, there's a scene where. I can't remember. They're in a, they're in a bar, and, and the, the one brother and I forget their names. But it's a really good movie. Tom Hardy leaves, and he comes back with two hammers. Okay. And it's two against five. Okay. And you can imagine what the one does with the hammers. Mm. Um, it pretty much shows this the rise, fall, rise and fall of this fam of this of these two brothers. A lot of drama, but it's a really good acting movie and. It, Tom Hardy, I thought, did very well playing the two different roles because, I mean, they are, even though they're twins, very freaking different. Um, as a matter of fact, the one, man, this is like the 60s, the mid, I think this is like the 60s, he's gay. Yeah. And, like, what's funny is he has no problem, he, he, he's, him being nutty, he will gladly tell you how gay he is. He will defend it, and he, 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 he he says, "Well, I'm." I forget, he said at one point, it's kind of funny. He's like, "I'm gay, yes, I'm a, I'm a homosexual, but I'm not too homosexual. I'm more of a giver than I am a receiver." <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. That 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 was that was legend. Really good movie. Then I saw, I believe it's the Reverend with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's in like the like old like settler like West days, and it's pretty much these guys are going to I believe they're trying to find a territory to build for land and they're trying to avoid you know, Indians and whatnot and on this it's him and his kid and a bunch of people and Leonardo DiCaprio at some point they're, they're camping it's early morning he gets attacked by a bear and he gets and I don't mean attacked I mean he he damn there I mean fucking the bear what happens is come to find out the bear is two cubs there's a mom bear and there's two cubs there and the mom bear when there's if there's a human or if she thinks there's a threat near the, the cubs She's gonna kick your ass. Right. And she attacks him not once, not twice, but three freaking times. But the third time, DiCaprio freaking killing the bear, but his throat's all fucked up. He's fucking ripped to shreds. Oh. I mean, he's just he ripped up. Oh. And they pretty much they go, well, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? 
And the other, they said, look, we'll take care of him. It was funny, Todd Hardy's also in this one. Uh, we'll take care of him, and you guys go on, and then we'll meet you halfway. And what they do is, they what they do is, Todd Hardy, he wants the money because he's a hunter and whatnot, and he just wants to, he, he wants to sell his fur, and then plus get the money that this guy promised him to help. Uh, I wouldn't call them bodyguards, but they're there help to make sure that, you know, the Native Americans don't attack them and whatnot, and that they have, you know, some defense. So what happens is, even though DiCaprio is still alive, and even though he's he's pretty much he's in a trance, he's in a, he's a fever, he decides, eh, he's automatically dead. Let's bury him alive. Uh -uh. Well, what happens is DiCaprio, whose boy has a son in here, and he's a Native American he, kid, he tries to fight him, and Hardy ends up killing the boy while also burying DiCaprio. Long story short, DiCaprio is able to get out, and that's when shit hits the fan. Um, this is based on a true story. It's called The Revenant. Really good movie. And it's starring Leonardo DiCaprio. That's another one I suggest. And the third one I saw is the sequel to the Hitman movie, Hitman Angel 47. I was not looking forward to this movie. Why? Well, because the first one was so good with the guy who played Hitman, and they're getting this kind of like a transporter. They got Jason Tatum, and now the newest one has some other guy. I'm thinking this is going to suck. This is going to be horrible. Boy, was I wrong. I don't know how much money this movie made, but I thought it was really damn good. Um, it's pretty much it's one of those movies where he he he, he the how is it worded? But like pretty much the person he's paid to kill, he's also paid to protect, and there's a reason why I don't want to give you too much detail, but there's a reason why he's protecting this girl, not because it's just a girl. Right. And of course he's got to go through all this hell and whatnot. And for and also he wants to try to make sure that he is the last hitman that they made where they took a boy and they gave him these skills and whatnot. He wants to make sure that there's no one around and that people are after this guy who was a scientist who pretty much came up with a hitman program. And if they kill and if they kill if they get their secrets, then more hitmen will be made. But if you kill him, well then you don't have to worry about any more hitmen. Anymore because the, he'll be the last one and there won't be no uh, danger to society. I was, like I said, really scared going into this one because I thought, oh, Jesus, the sequels, you, have your, like, you know, I thought we were going to do an episode. You had your hits and you had your freaking misses. This was a hit. Agent, Hitman, Agent 47. Those are the three movies I saw. Not one of them was shitty. Um, two of them, pretty much they're acting, so I don't know how people are about acting. Pure a acting. Was in the third one, the action, but all three of them were very, very good. Now, how, uh, have you ever played any of the Hitman games? No, but my brother, he played the first one, and my brother loved the first one. Yeah, because the Xbox. Yeah, because, uh, of course, like, the movies are based off the video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, what I've seen of them, I've liked. I know there was a... I remember one of the Hitman games, you, if you pre-order it, you got this, like, mini-game, and it was just, like, there's, like, these obstacles and shit, and, like, you had to, like, it's, like, uh, you had to, like, uh, shoot, and, like, you had to call it, like, you got points for, like, Knocking shit over. Mm -hmm. I always thought it'd be cool to play that. You know, of course, you play, of course the story is good, but I remember like you get these points for shooting, knocking shit down and whatnot, and it's like an obstacle course. That's an episode in itself. Uh, video game movies. Hitman got Super Mario Brothers. Uh, in my opinion, the first Mortal Kombat game is good. The second one is. That's everyone's opinion. <laughs> the, the the first one's amazing. The second one's just. Horrible. <laughs> there was one, I, I want to say we should do an episode on, but I didn't know this. Did you know there was a Mortal Kombat TV show? 
No. Yes, it lasted either five or six episodes. Okay. I don't think it was. It was one of those shows where they made like a bunch of episodes of it, but it wasn't picked up by a major network, so like syndication. So like probably a WGN could have picked it up or a TBS or whatever. And yeah, it's like Mortal Kombat. I want to say it starts with an A. But yeah, it's like the TV show. Yeah. Did you uh did you know Tekken had movies? Big video game Tekken. No. Yeah, they apparently they've had movies because I remember I went to Walmart and I saw on Blu-ray Tekken Three. I was like, uh, I'm scared. I know there's three of them, but it's like, uh, I'm scared. Yeah, no, I I love Tekken, so I I wouldn't mind giving them a shot. I thought the the John Claude Van Damme Street Fighter is way fucking better. Than oh, uh, uh, Street Fighter the game or the movie or whatever. Yeah, the one with John Claude Van Damme way better. A couple years ago, they made one for Street Fighter and. <laughs> That bop. Yeah. Uh, that bop. Yeah, I want to say, uh, I remember Game Grumps talking about that movie. And, like, uh, they, they had, apparently there's a, a Street Fighter game called Street Fighter the Movie the Game. Makes sense. Street Fighter the Movie the Game. Yeah, and I fucking, uh, I love uh, Game Grumps. You're like, have you ever played uh, you ever played Street Fighter the Movie the Game that's, that's based off the game? Or the, the, about the movie that's based off the game. <laughs> Something <I was> like. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think, I'm trying to think of other uh, video game movies. I know there was. Uh, I just had one actually. Oh, with Need for Speed. Yeah. Um, which I heard. I, I've heard mixed reviews on. Um. And then uh, no, there, I don't. I almost said Sonic, but there's never been a Sonic. Like live action, I know probably there've been animated movies, yes. Yeah. But no, like CGI or live action or not. Um, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it is good though. I I I, I yes, it's, it's it's that that's that's a fucking uh what what do they call it thing that uh you you like and people just look at it and you, you it's have cult no, classic. It's a cult classic, but what do they call it a guilty pleasure. A guilty yeah, pleasure. guilty pleasure. Well, like, just, why do you like that? You want to understand? <laughs> shit like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I can. I can't. I know there's a. Yeah, there's just a bunch of movies, video games. Some good, some bad. It depends. It's like it's like anytime you make a comic movie, it all depends on how much do you stick with the comic. How much are you true to the video game? Yeah. uh... I know Sly Cooper's supposed to be getting a movie. Uh, the, the, tra- I, the trailer's been out for years. I want to say it's coming out, if not this year, next year. Uh, and then uh, Ratchet and Clank's getting a movie. Uh, and they're both. I want to say they're both CGI movies, but that's probably yeah. You'd want it to be like that. Yeah, kind of hard to uh, be freaking. That that'd be it'd be like uh, the Lion King on Broadway, fucking people. We heard the story about how they they wanted. Now think about this, okay? The Simpsons, okay? The guy who plays Homer plays five or six roles. Everybody on the Simpsons they play five or six roles. Sometimes you have people playing. They might play five or six roles. Four of them might have major lines, and the fifth and the sixth role might be what. Or, how dare you? Well, that's pretty much where I'm getting my point. Yeah, like a right? little you know, side character. You know, like a side character, just some ham and egg in a bar. And for years, they're going to make a Simpsons live-action movie. How? Like I said, the guy who plays Homer plays Crush of the Crown. He plays uh, Mr. Uh, Burns. 
How in the hell? Or no. He's a put Houston fan. Sorry. Um, but still, you know what I mean? Like, how in the hell? Or maybe he doesn't. But anyway, get my drift. You know what I mean? That, that's a clot! The movies I've seen. Um. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen any. Uh, TV shows? Oh, so the, um, X-Files came back. Mm-hmm. From its long-awaited, you know. I, I didn't see the first episode because I was hanging out. I was watching Royal Rumble on YouTube. But I saw the second episode, and, uh, wow. Um, it's supposed to be six episodes this, this batch. And it's one of those things where it's six episodes, but if people are like more, well, I hope people like more because they haven't missed a beat. Um, it's the right, it's the original crew, of course. And I thought, yeah, so what I've seen of the, literally the first episode and the whole second episode I thought was really good. And then the comic book, the DC comic book Lucifer, got a TV show. It's on Fox, it's actually after, this is smart. I can't remember if it's X-Files, then Lucifer, or it's Lucifer, then X-Files. But either, either, they're these, you know, these two pair, you know, these shows are following each other. Um, pretty much, the show's based off of, you know, the, the Satan's kid, Lucifer. Of course. And what happens is, at some point, he decides, I don't want to be in hell anymore. So he goes... Does he own a bar? Yes. Dad was telling me about this, and how he, he just... He loves it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, he has the power. He, like, the first scene, he's in his car. The radio's turned up to the loudest fucking level. And he's speeding like a motherfucker. But Lucifer has a thing where certain people, what he just has to do is just look at you. No red eyes, just look at you. And all of a sudden, you just, you know, and I wear pink pants. And this cop, you know, he's, you know, you know, you know why he pulled over? He goes, come on. Come on. And he gets a little closer. He goes, don't tell me you don't just, you know, you break the rules, right? And he goes, uh, you know, he starts pulling out like 20s, 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. Come on. And all of a sudden the cop's like, well, sometimes. He looks around, sometimes I put the siren on and I go through a red light I'm not supposed to. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, shoot, I just said that. He goes, yeah, we all break the rules. And the cop's like, uh, uh, just, just, I don't want to see you speed again. <laughs> and there's one scene where he goes to a. A wedding. I, I I could describe. I'm not gonna. I should describe the first episode, but it's just it's something where people just gotta see it. I I feel like I'm not defending it. That's how good it is. Um, he goes to a wedding and it's pretty much this guy, old man. He's got a lot of money. There's this hot rod. He goes up to the hot the, the bride and he goes, "Come on, you don't want you don't want to marry him. He's old." He goes, "Oh God, no, I don't want to marry him." And they're like, oh. And then all of a sudden, but before that, he looks at her and he goes, come on, I know you the feeling you have towards me. He goes, yeah, I want to bang your brains out in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really good. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, and then, and, of course, and then, like, as you know, at the end of every first episode, they go, this is what we have season two. This is what we have towards the end of season one. You know, this is every you know, this is the preview of season one. And he starts to... All these years he's been on Earth, he's never had a reason to care. He just he owes himself. But now, since he's working, he's a uh, consultant for the uh, LAPD. He starts to have feelings and whatnot. He starts to feel shit. And at one point, there's a scene where he's in an elevator and he goes, "Slap me, this woman." And she slaps him. He goes, "Doesn't that hurt?" He goes, "Yes, but I love it. Do it again." And like, oh, and not whatnot. Like at one point, of course, you have the typical scene where he all of a sudden he's like. Like, oh, is he going to have a heart attack because, you know, he's feeling shit or 
but I still think it's going to be a good show, and the guy who's playing it is does a hell of a good job. So that, that's Lucifer, and then um, I know there's other new shows that are there's one one yeah I'm not one link, but that's what I've seen for TV. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of uh, that anime, The Devil Is a Part Timer, where uh, there's a big war in hell and Satan has to escape, so him and his servant escape through this portal. They end up uh, in Japan, and uh, they're in the form of like young, young guys, like guys in their twenties, and uh, they're like speaking Latin, and no one can understand what the hell they're saying at first, but then they're like, they're doing their mind control thing and. Uh, in in our world, they have being that they took the form of humans. They they uh they go through human emotions. They have their human needs. Well, uh, one uh like he was able to use my control to like run an apartment, get a job, do all this. And like first night he was on Earth, all of a sudden uh, he was talking, and then uh he just collapsed. And they go they take him to the hospital, and come to find out he uh he didn't eat anything. He's supposed to eat. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I guess I'm supposed to eat. And, and like uh, late, later in the show, he starts to have feelings for Earth. And he starts like showing compassion. And then like uh, so, uh, someone who was battling uh, him in hell came in and was going to finish him once and for all. But like she sees how much of a impact he has on everybody else around him and how much he, he shows he's caring and then she's like and like it uh it hits you in the feels but she goes i don't understand how you could be this way here but you couldn't in hell because he ended up killing her father and all the all all these people in hell so it's like but it was a really it's a really good show it's, it's got its quirkiness uh this uh I think it's Damien. It's either Damien or Lucifer. Uh, I think it's Damien. He come. He comes in. He's trying. He's gonna defeat Satan and become the new ruler of hell. Well, he's like this. He's like this fifteen-year-old uh, kid on Earth. Well, like uh, after Satan defeats him, uh, again he has he has human emotions now. So instead of killing him, he takes him in. He takes him in and he and uh, this fucking this fucking guy. Uh, he's always on the computer. He's always playing some sort of video game. He eats all the damn time. <laughs> and then, like, uh, there's this one time, like, uh, they're trying to go back home. So uh, he tells them uh, there's something there's something at the school building that could be it's some sort of energy you could use to get to go home. So they go to the school, and they open it up, and, like, it's a dump. But, like, it's, it looks like someone recently was been, has been there. And all of a sudden... Uh, Come to find out, Damien tricked them into going there to get his PSP because he left it there. Come to find out that place was where he lived when they went to Earth to defeat Satan. And <laughs> yeah, it's it, like I said, it's got its quirkiness, but it, it's a really good show. Uh, anyway, yeah, TV shows I've seen, I've been watching, I've been falling asleep to Bob's Burgers, and then I'll be, I am watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of this guy on YouTube named uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> There's some games, though, I will admit, that he plays and he shits on. It's like, I wouldn't mind playing that. Like, 
there's those games where it's like I could see me Donald James having a ball playing that. Mm-hmm. Like that Home Alone two game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as shitty as it is, the Wizard of Oz game. Yes, there, there's a game. Oh, it's bad. Oh, oh, I bet. Uh, some of the Star Wars games. Um, I, in fact, through him, I'm learning about all these consoles that didn't make it to America, like the Famicom, which is pretty much the Japanese equivalent to the NES. But it is made from by Nintendo, too. I gotta show you this one game that... It was never released on a Nintendo... On Nintendo. Like, I, I, it was in Japan, I want to say, on a cartridge, but they ended up recalling the cartridges because they were offensive and shit. And, uh... Was that the one that went up to briefly put it in and says fuck you? Yeah, Hong Kong 97. That's what it's called. Okay. It's it's out there. <laughs> it's really out there. It's funny. Uh, it's yep. about, yeah. Well, like, the only way you could get the game is through the internet now. But yeah, no kidding. It was on the... No, no, you can't even buy it offline. You have to download it on like a, a emulator just to play it. Fucking... Like there's no cartridges out there. No one could find a cartridge of it. But there are car- there were some. But mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, um, it's funny you, you talk about learning shit. We there's this one guy and I forget his name and before James's YouTube thing got fucked up because where James can't even log in. So like he's like you know like your YouTube, all the videos that are on your YouTube, the first page of stuff that you would watch and all sorts of stuff. It's like hey, if you like this, you will like this. Well, it's all just mixed up. But anyway, there's a guy, and he got long hair, and I can't even his name, but he'd, like, look at consoles and whatnot. And you talk about things you never knew. They made, like, the when they first released the PS1... Everything good? Yeah. Okay. So I was saying, I got to weird you out or anything. When they first made the uh, PS1, there was, like, 20 or 30 of them. Or not 20 or 30, but there was, like, a, a good chunk of them where they had these cords in the back. Mm-hmm. It was like I can't, and like it was like a, like an audio thing. And they were telling about like why the hell would you need that? Well, Sony was thinking came they did what they did was they had it to where Sony of course as you know has speakers. Yeah. What you do is you get a Sony speaker, you hook it up to the PS One, you put a CD in the PS One, and music can play through the speakers. Ah. Uh-huh. And come to find out, I actually own a PS One. I could do that with. Holy shit. So if I ever wanted to get the cords and get a Sony speaker, I bet you it would work. Um, but what happened was they took one of those things where it's like when they started making more and more because the PS1 caught on fucking fire. One, do we need this thing? Is it really something that we need? And two, those early systems work heat easily. So they figured out a way, well, if we take this thing out, we add this thing in. Well, heat, but they won't fucking go, ooh, you know, like, no, like that, yeah. yeah, and shut down. So, they did that. So, there's only a handful. I have one of them. The PS1's out there, and this guy had a purple or a blue PS1 that had this, with the cords that you could hook up to a speaker, but but, but my point is, it's amazing, like you said, what you said, and what this guy, the shit that you can learn from these video games or whatnot. Like, that's so cool. Like, they made the early PS1, hook it up to a speaker, put a CD in, and then... Yeah, that does sound amazing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. Speaking of video games, good segue. What video games have you been playing? I actually recently just started playing, uh, replaying for the 
God, I've never seen that a hundred times. Uh, the Lego DC superheroes. Yeah. For um, DS. Um, just for shits and giggles again. I've beaten it a lot of times, but every so often I just like to play level one, level two, level you know. Yeah. To delete a load file and then restart again. And I actually I gotta look at it at home, but I have what was it? Lights, camera, square pants for the Game Boy. That's another one that I've played of. I've beaten a lot of times. That's probably one I want to start playing it. So pretty much, I'm actually I'm spending more time. I'm playing my Xbox, playing my regular games, but I'm really spending time playing uh, my DS. I have phases. Like a couple of months ago, I had one where I was just playing my. I wasn't playing my Xbox. I was playing PS2. I'll have one where like I'll hook up the X. Well, not anymore because James still got some stuff. But like I'll hook up the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Shit like that, you know, or Nintendo. But right now I'm on a DS phase. Yeah, I actually started. It's been a year in the making. Literally, I actually started Ratchet and Clank. And holy shit, I want to punch myself for not starting it sooner. It's fucking great. I lo- I'm loving it so I far. What you do? Yeah, it's holy shit. I like uh, pretty much this robot. This little robot. Uh, he was like a malfunction because like he's supposed he's supposed to be a lot taller, okay. but like he ended up being short and he ended up he ended up learn so this is all I know so far. He probably I probably learn more and more as I can as I progress. Mm-hmm. He escapes uh he escapes the bad guy, and he's trying to find uh I think his name's Captain Quar. He's like the universe's superhero. <laughs> right. Uh. But, like, uh, he ends up crash landing trying to escape where Ratchet just so happened to be. Because Ratchet, uh, his ship went out and was broken. So he was he was uh, stranded on a, on a random shit planet. Right. And so, Clank, and look, the guy, the robot helps helps him fix his ship. And then they end up blasting off. And, like, Ratchet's like, so what's your name? And all of a sudden he starts rattling off a bunch of numbers. He goes, ah, I think I'll just call you Clank. <laughs> But uh, yeah, holy shit, I'm loving it. It's great. Uh, I like the I like the adult the adult humor in it. Oh, uh, uh, being that the the version I'm playing is a PS3 version, it's like digitally remastered and okay. uh, it's it's got trophies too. Well, like I got the I can't I think it's called like the, the suck gun. Where, like you can uh suck you can suck little enemies into this gun oh, and use them as ammunition. It's fucking amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound amazing. Yeah, that that's something you should get is a uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, you have sure. a PS2, so look for the PS2 copies. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I got a trophy. Once I got that weapon, I got a trophy that says this sucks. <laughs> and then if you look at the Ratchet and Clank, uh, Ratchet and Clank sequels, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to fucking. I don't want to uh, mix them up. Uh, let's see. Okay, there's Ratchet and Clank. That's the first one. The second one, Ratchet and Clank going commando. <laughs> and then the third one, uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. <laughs> there's more than just that. There's like one called All for One, which I heard. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I can see myself still playing it. Then uh, there's one called Agent Clank, where like I love yeah. the cover. I don't know if you ever seen it. It's like James Bond. Yes, yeah. yeah, I've seen that, yeah. It's fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I'm loving the first one so far. I can't wait to uh, 
I can't wait to finish it and go on to two and three. So anyway, uh, other than that, no books. Sorry to interrupt you, but like I don't usually go into books. Yeah, no I books. I haven't been really reading my mankind book, so nothing to report. Yeah, I I I I have only gotten so far with like with the graphic that it's gonna be pissing me off because I know I would love. It's a book I want to read. It's a book that will shock me. I guarantee you. Yeah. And you know, it's, and it just plays just like. It's such a. It's one of those things where it's like, like you said it best, but it's like, okay, they'll be Tuesday. If we don't hang out Tuesday, I'll be in my room, okay? I'm like, okay, like, well, this last Tuesday, I was thinking about all this shit. Like, I, I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? I actually got, I, I played my, my wrestling figure. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I played my wrestling figure except for, uh, uh, okay, Christmas Day. Because I got Fat Bastard, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna screw around with Fat Bastard or whatnot. But, like, I'll be like, okay, well, uh, I want to do this. Wait a minute, when's the last time I listened to my after 3 play? When's the last time I did this? When's the last time where I haven't watched the movie before? Son of a bitch, I just want to... I have too much to do. I have too much things I could do, and yet I only do one. I'm only able to do one. Just shocks me, because, like, I usually, if I want to, like, watch a movie, I'll have it in the background while playing with the figures. Right, right, right. Or, like, well, if, I'll do that, yeah. Or if I want to listen to an MP3, I'll do it while playing with the figures. Right, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I just, and they're... See, I, I can, I'll, I'll play a game. I love how I, you know, and it wasn't Joe I think it was, I remember seeing it, so it's not like I didn't know it, but I didn't put two and two together. You're the one that introduced me to hooking an MP3 player up to the Xbox. Right. So I knew there was the slots, but I was like, what's those slots? Oh, okay, so I do that a lot. It's not just for charging your Xbox controller. <laughs> so like a lot of times, recently on playing Grand Theft Auto, I turn the music off in the car, and then I just like, I was I started re-listening to Butts and Seats, the you know the from 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 sold out one to uh, yeah Super Bowl and whatnot. Yeah, it and, uh, it pisses me off that that's one thing I liked about my old when I had the Xbox. That's one thing I liked about it. I could actually uh I could actually listen to music while playing a video game while with the PS3. You can only, you can only do one or the other, or you can only play, or you can listen to music. On a DLC game. You know what's really stupid is, if I may say this, mm -hmm. the PS2 has a USB port. Really? Yeah. 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 Hang on, my PS2 is over here. Yeah, let me let me show you. Oh. Holy shit! Yeah. I never noticed those. And, 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 and just like the Xbox, well, guess what? You think you can do that? I haven't figured out a way to. Huh. Yeah, I haven't figured out a way to where I can play a game and listen to music. That's weird. That's something to look up at uh, during the commercial break. Yes. Yeah. Holy it's shit. not a USB. You can't. I can. Only problem though is like I'll try to charge my MP3 player and have it so often it'll restart. Hmm. So we'll go back to that. Uh, do you want power data? Do you want to charge or do you want to charge and play? Yeah. I just want to charge it. Yeah, but not Yeah, it's like. <laughs> What's the point? And then, you know what's nice? And I told you how pissed I was about how I put all that music on my MP3 player recently. And it says formatted. My Xbox can play that, not formatted. So, on one hand, it's like I'm pissed because I can't listen to it when I go to sleep. But, like, if I want to put in a CD, if I want to listen to a whole CD while playing a game, I'm able to now. Hmm. So, it's, it's so it's a blessing and a, it's a curse, but a blessing in the same hand. 
Yeah. But yeah, that's something. That's one thing that I love about the Xbox. And I don't know. I haven't really seen how the Xbox One system looks like. But I would hope it would have. If I ever decide to get an Xbox One, it would have the same thing where I could just. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be getting a PS4 for my birthday or not. Uh, but uh, that'd be so cool if I got the PS1. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen that before. The twentieth anniversary of Sony. Sony really released uh the PS1 edition of the PS4. It's pretty much a PS4, but it looks just like a PS1. And I want to say that's also when they started to be coming backwards compatible PS1, PS2 games. Um, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. That makes you think about the that one year from Comic Con Xbox came out with an R2D2 Xbox, a Batman Xbox, and I want to say something with Halo. Oh my gosh, I've seen, I've seen that R2-D2 Xbox, a comic book thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was so yeah, cool. Yeah, it was for uh, um, San Diego Con, and then like GameStop did a thing where like you could either, like you put your name, you at Comic Con, you had you put your name, but if you go into a GameStop, you could put your name into the thing, and um, you could uh, win a special uh, custom-made uh, Xbox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... Holy the shit. The more you know. The more you know. Okay, uh, music and podcast you've been listening to. Oh, listen to all types of music. And nothing really new. And then, like I said, I'm re-listening to the Bustin' Seats podcast. I don't, I, the first two episodes are okay. Cause, I mean, you do learn stuff. But really, it's... I just like it when they go into episode one sold out. Yeah. Episode, excuse me, episode three because, like, it just it's them going right into the show. Like, I have no, I don't have a problem listening to people talk about how much they love wrestling, but like with this, it's like okay, that's nice, yeah, that's cool. But okay, so where when did the when did the when did the first domino fall? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been listening to that. I got a reason to Super Brawl last night. I listened to I was playing Grand Theft Auto. I listened to the Rewind episode. Like what? And I then I was thinking. No, I wanna I wanna listen to it episode one, two, three, you know, you know what I mean? And not, you know, right. that stuff and whatnot. But so uh, that's pretty much what I've been um were you listening uh, to. But uh yeah. Uh for me I've been listening to a lot of the New Japan wrestlers uh, entrance themes. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I I don't I, I just love their music, it's so unique. Uh, I'm curious. Okay, I I decided to Google the R2D2 uh, Xbox. Someone wants a hundred dollars for one. Actually, it's probably cheaper. If that's che- I mean I mean I mean that's just I'm, excuse me. Mm. That's probably as cheap as it's gonna get. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I uh, so. Anyway, during the commercial break, we'll look up the PS2 and we'll come back with <laughs> some info for those who are if we have any. Because, I mean, I... Why else put that in there? Xbox has it, and you can do shit with it. Yeah. Alright, uh, let's hop into the news. Uh, Han Solo is getting his spin-off movie. It's going to be a prequel, mm-hmm. of course, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so pissed off you found out about that before you got to see it. Fucking people... I, uh, you know what pissed me off is the Harry Potter thing? When The last Harry... Or the one Harry Potter where everyone fucking... Everybody and their mother pretty much died. A lot of people died in it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, fucking the book's been out for years, okay, people? Entertainment Weekly is the only people that did it class tastefully. Yeah. The next page, we're going to talk about all the people that died. If you don't want to know, 
Skip two pages. Yeah. But like so like that was known classic, but no one really like you know, the only thing that came out was like, oh Harry didn't die. But like frick oh sorry, spoiler. I know he lives. He lives. The boy who died or uh, whatever. But like with this one, everybody and their mothers are like, Oh yeah, like, oh, oh oh you have a ticket oh the What you know, I don't you know you know It's like I wanna take a... there's one guy he did it. He did it a little snobbish, he's like but they, they bleep some of it out, but like my father, I can read lips. Yeah. I want to take a sledgehammer this guy's groin. There's a lot of these people I want to take a sledgehammer. And then, like, someone else did it on Twitter. Um, The day it came, a day or two after it came out, went on Twitter. <laughs> you know, asshole, not, not everybody is fortunate enough to fucking see it within a day or two after it came out. Or do the, you know... They wait four days before it came out in line to see it, like fucking Black Friday. Yeah. Some people they won't. There's like a, there's a theater in um, way in the Rockford. They don't get movies until fucking hell freezes over. <sighs> I mean seriously, like we went over there one time and like uh, I remember I can't remember if we were gonna see a movie or not. No, we saw the first X Men movie when the first X Men movie had been out a long time. That just shows you how you know. And there's theaters like that that they don't get like we're lucky. We got a theater that gets. First run movies. Yeah, I remember when I went to uh, Detroit. Detroit, uh, they had a movie theater just dedicated to movies that just left the main movie theaters. Like they're they're right now they're being converted to DVD, but like that movie theater is there to play those those. And uh, I got to see Green Lantern at that theater. Yeah, <laughs> and we won't get into that, but. I got well. <laughs> I got my. I got my. I got my. I got my pros and I got my cons of that. I'll be for another um episode. But I know Wisconsin Dells had a theater just like that. Cause I remember um, you, they had a scary movie too. And when we were up there, when we were on vacation, they had scary movie too. Oh yeah, Wisconsin Dells. They have that pay per view channel where you can get movies from the movie theater. Right. They also they also have that, but I just know there's a movie theater though. Right. The same thing was like it had been out like it yeah, had been out a long time. And it was like. That's still I'm like and in my head I'm like oh yeah because Northtown uh, it's like the Northtown Theater Rock way in the Rockford that's their thing some movies they get first run some movies it's like even out four maybe five months yeah that uh, Wisconsin Dells thing I just mentioned the pay per view uh, that's how I saw Pirates of Caribbean three oh. that was fucking yeah. Yeah, you know in the old days the first ones to do that was uh, they, they uh, hotels had um it was like a VHS thing. Hotels are the first ones that actually have a VHS. Um, hotels in Canada. Uh, hotels in America had ho- uh, the VHS players and VHS tapes and whatnot. But Canada is the first one to actually, because my dad was telling about how he remembers uh, seeing a comedian who just came back uh, like on some late night show. He's like, you're not going to believe what I saw they have in Canada. They got this like tape thing and they put it in. I can stop it. I don't have to worry about going to the bathroom in the movie. And I can rewind it, and I can fast forward. And it's amazing, because now we're like, yeah. Yeah. Zoom in. Does it have special features? Well, fuck you, then. That's how we are now, but back then, they're like, oh. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, it's like, you imagine if they would have had the 3D that we have now, back then, people would be fucking, like, killing themselves. <laughs> yeah, their 3D they had, oh. You've seen the, th- there's a Three Stooges they tried doing the 3D, and it's bad. At one point, like, Mo, like, Shemp does their thing, and all of a sudden, if you have your glasses on, it's like, it's bad. Uh, anyway, uh, the movie is set to be released in 2018. Yeah, that's what the Han Solo means. 
Yeah, the, a few actors have been considered, such as Miles Teller, Ansel Elgort, Dave Franco, Jack Rayner, and more. And more. Yeah. I, um, They're probably going to want to, I mean, because I mean, Harrison Ford didn't really do any roles, I and mean, that's what he, the first one was on Solo, so they're probably going to try to get a guy, even though two of those guys have been in a lot of movies, get someone that's maybe new, fresh face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of people have died since the last Nerd Otaku. Which, by the, which by the way, um, the, it's funny is uh, the the yeah, we'll, we'll talk about David Bowie. Well, um, I was at Barnes and Noble because he just released an album, and they there's they get stuff late, and there's this like magazines like a, dedicated to like rock and roll and whatnot, and just music in general. And they, they did an interview with David Bowie. He's on the cover, and you look at like they're talking to him. And it's like you can tell like he was just near. He had because I think he had cancer. Liver cancer. He, you could tell he was thin, and it's like holy fuck. Yeah, uh, who all died? Okay, there's David Bowie, mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman played uh, Snape and Harry Potter, and I believe it's not the first Die Hard; it's the second one. He played the main villain. Okay. Uh, oh, and he's also in Dogma. If you ever seen Dogma. Now, uh, who are all the other people who died? I know there's a shit ton more. Uh, Glenn Fry of the Eagles died. Uh, there was a guy from Ghostbusters that died. There was a guy from some horror movie that died. And a couple of, like, sports people that died. I mean, that's what I can think of. Oh, and, of course, you know, Lemmy. Yeah. All right. Well, we got we got uh, the death out of the way. Uh, no, no, you haven't. I still got to take a shit. Oh boy, Donald. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's World was removed from Steam after a few days. A oh, few no. days after release. Oh, oh no! How how will I sleep for myself? Uh, you know what that is, right? I told you about that before. <laughs> yeah, it was like the RPG version. Uh, the game was receiving. Uh, the game was receiving very positive reviews. But there was a lot of negative comments. In fact, so negative it got to Scott Coffin, the developer. It really got to him. So what he did was he he pulled down the game, uh, and he said, and he made a deal with Steam. He goes, if you have if you bought that game, you can get a refund anytime you want. And if you still want to play it, you can get a refund and go to Game Jolt to download it for free. And it will be a it will always be free. He said it will be it will constantly be updated. There you go. It will constantly be updated. Uh, it will just play it as much as you want. I was gonna say I hate those people. That, the one guy that ruins uh, ruins it for all. That's one reason why I'm happy that I'm not in school anymore. But then you told me that fact. That's good though. That, that that's smart. So people are getting their money. But the people that love the game, they can get their money back. Buy another Steam game. So this helps Steam if you think about it. Yeah. I can see people going, you know, there's going to be people going, oh, awesome sauce. I got money I can put in my pocket. But then there's going to be some people will, can I buy a game off Steam and get that game off, another game off Steam? Yeah. Go onto this one website, which now people are going to find out more about this one, which I've never heard it before, but now this might get people to go, oh, who's that website? Yeah. Uh, so pretty much, yeah. it's a win win if you think about it. Yeah, GameJol is like home to like all sorts of indie games. Okay. In fact, a lot of the YouTubers. Get their indie games off there, and like a lot of the fan games, you, uh, the YouTube fan games. If you ever seen like Markiplier play his, 
they're all on game jolt. Okay, so this is a win. Yeah. This, so, this is, so what it looks like, what sounded like what got to was the Five Nights at Freddy's guy might have caused a win-win for everybody. Yes, everybody's happy. Yes, so that's uh that's pretty much the news. Uh, Donald, do you have any? I have two. One, um, that we come to find out the Green Lantern movie that's going to be released. Originally, there were talks of being two Green Lanterns in the movie. Nope, it's going to be a whole freaking core. The whole Green Lantern Corps. So there's a pretty good chance we could see. Not, not. I forgot in the 40s and 50s there was a another Green Lantern. Um, so we could see possibly three Earth Green Lanterns and the whole freaking you know core. You think they'll get the new Earth Green Lantern? Because uh, this is a new one. Uh, DC wanted to uh jump on because that uh wanted to to uh appeal to more audiences so what they did was they got they got they created a comic for a new green lantern who was homosexual and uh so they wanted to appeal they like uh DC wants to appeal to everybody in fact right now Marvel recent uh, about last year to appeal to everybody they made Iceman homosexual right yeah i know um it's funny it's funny is i know there's actually I know a lot of people that they're fine with that. It's it's when they when they change the either they change that hero's race or they change the hero's sex. So like maybe the maybe it was a man make it into a woman. Mm-hmm. I know that one, but um, yeah, I remember being like, why did they turn Thor into a girl? Then I someone told me the backstory of that. I was like, oh okay, that so which, it's not the same Thor. It's I like I know like people like my father. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't okay. care. I don't give a shit. Well, no, they... no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Like, not like I don't care. Like, I'll still read it. Like, uh, no, I don't care if that's his daughter. I want Thor back. I want Wolverine back. I want Steve Rogers, Captain America. Now, what does he think of uh, uh, Nick Cage, or not Nick Cage? Uh, oh. Nick Fury. Actually, he he doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I never had a problem. He with doesn't. Have, he thinks, and actually, he's like at first, he's like, eh, it's kind of grown on him. Plus. With it being Samuel Jackson, if it was another actor, he'd probably be like, yeah, yeah. With Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury like he does, my dad's like, oh, okay. Um, and I also, like, I don't know, it depends on who the character is. Like, 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 like if it's some, like, eh, he'll be like, I don't know why they did that. But, like, you imagine, like, they come out with a Superman and a Spark plant, but it's black. That's when my dad's like, why? No, no. and it's not like the reasons. It's just, you know, it's like, you want to change this guy's race, but... Clark Kent's always when you have someone beat something into the ground and then go, oh by the way, you don't have to eat that anymore. They're gonna look at you like it's like when a person gets left out of prison. It's like that episode of uh, Bob's Burgers where uh, Bob fires the kids because like Bob remembers back to his childhood when all he did was work, 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 and he felt bad, so he fired the kids. And the kids had no clue what the fuck to do. It's like or like, but like it's kind of like you get people like released out of prison. They're like. Like, I was thinking about Shawshank Redemption when Morgan Freeman gets a job and something happens. He goes, can I use the bathroom? And the guy goes, you can use the bathroom anytime you want. But he's so used to his head and having to ask someone, can I go in the bathroom? Can I do this? Go that. And he's like, well, that's how it is. When it's beaten in the ground, what do you mean Wolverine's a woman? No, Wolverine's always been a man. Why Why is this guy Captain America? It's always been Steve Rogers. That's when people are like, that's what, that, that's when people are like, oh! Oh, everyone freaked the fuck out. But uh, you know, honestly, ah, uh, I'm not I'm not because he's gay, but I would try to maybe have two Earth Green Lanterns. Yeah, it's then, not it's not Hal Jordan. It's a completely different Green Lantern. 
Right, but I know the people would want to see Hal Jordan, and then of course DC's like, well, we'll have Johnny, uh, not John Jones, uh, John Stewart. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure they, uh, they released like three different Batman comics. Oh, so like I'm sure. Different Superman. Yeah, I'm Superman, sure. Uh, Spider-Man. I'm sure they'll have like different Green Lanterns. I'll have Green Lanterns for everybody. Like, I want to say there's a Spider-Man. There's they got there's Peter Parker the Spider-Man, and then Marvel there's a Spider-Man, and he's like either Cuban or Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. like half one, half but. It's like the different universes and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that's the Green Lantern. And then um, just recently, um, I don't know if it's Time Warner. I don't know who all runs the TBS TNT thing. Yeah, Time Warner I don't think is around anymore. Because I, I, after after uh, that, uh, that that flopped. That flopped so hard. That and then, like, I think, yeah, because I think Comcast owns them now. Comcast fucking owns everybody. But whoever runs TNT TBS, um... Pretty much, they TNT TBS has always been a channel where they'll have new programming, but it's pretty much it's kind of like what USA was for years, just reruns, nothing but reruns, 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 nothing but fucking reruns. Well, TNT on the other hand, their mainstay network, that's the one they want to try new stuff with, and both channels have been doing on ratings. TBS they're okay with because TBS has been their best one to reruns sports and like I said they get a lot of ratings during Christmas for Christmas Story. Well, duh. Yeah. TNT it's Christmas Story basketball and that's it. So this guy came in and they they pretty much told this guy within two years, T- TBS if it grows a little more ratings fine, but TNT that better fucking make ratings or your ass is grass. And already two if not three shows of TNT are gonna be outdoor the sun. Mm. So he's already making change. So I mean I just uh, kinda like him, eh, but it's interesting like who'd have thought like I was thinking, oh T V S and T D they must be doing okay and then I'm reading this article on T V God it's like No, they must not be doing okay if they want a guy to come in and shake up shit. Yeah. So uh yeah, don't be surprised. So if TNT I don't think TNT will ever disappear because it's one of those ones where it will always stay there. But TNT's gonna get a shake up. Change is coming. Change is coming, but now TBS, they tried programming on TBS, and it's, it's kind of like Comedy Central. Comedy Central, they've had, like, South Park, Daily Show, Tosh.0, those three have, and Mystery Science Theater, those are the ones that last a long time. If you look at the, like, go on a Wikipedia page, look at Comedy Central, their all the TV shows, no shit, one season, two seasons, one season, two seasons, five episodes, one season, two seasons, five episodes, six episodes, one season, two seasons. Comedy Central, like I always say, like the day South Park goes, mm-hmm. they're gonna be fucked. <laughs> because you gotta realize they got the Daily Show still, but John Stewart doesn't host the Daily Show anymore. John Stewart, he just the way he hosted it was perfect. Right. They got some other Hamminator hosting it now. South Park goes, they have like some newer shows, but I can see uh, Comedy Central just <laughs> ripping up. Ah, what are we gonna do? Because South Park has been the thing that's always saved them. It was Mystery Science Theater in the when they first started as the Comedy Channel and merged into Comedy Central. Then in 94, 95, 95, 96, South Park says, okay, we'll take that now. And since 95, South Park's had that. Well, at some point, you know, as we've said before, Trey, uh, Matt, you know, Trey and Matt, they're gonna either going to snap or they're going to be like, we have written every freaking thing, every freaking thing we could have ever freaking written for South Park. There's nothing more for us to write. Seriously. This paper, I have five papers that are blank. I have nothing more to write. 
and eventually Tommy Central's in there. But we'll give you a nine-year con- No, 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 no. We don't want a nine-year contract. We want to go. I mean, and you think about it, the Simpsons, the last couple years, they've been hinting ending. But Fox always freaking, oh, we'll give you two more years. We'll give you, you know. I mean, the guy, uh, uh, Matt Groening, finally had to go, uh, I'm not doing more Futurama. I've done everything that I could do with Futurama. At some point, Seth MacFarlane's going to get like that family guy. Every episode I've ever thought of, or everything I've ripped off, or everything I've copied, I can't copy anymore. But luckily, Fox has got other stuff. Whereas in Comedy Central, my main point is, what do they got? You think the day one goes, the other the other few will go. Once South Park drops off, that's when Simpsons drops well, you gotta off. Realize, Family Guy drops in off. In my opinion, what makes that Sunday animation is the Simpsons. I like Bob's Burgers. I like Family Guy. I gotta be in the right mood. Of course. Hit, uh, King of the Hill when it was on. I could have periods where I can watch four episodes in a row, and then I could have periods where it's like, I'll watch one, and that's it. And then you forget King of the Hill exists. And you forget King. I remember reading the Entertainment Weekly. It's the final episode. Final episode? What the hell? Like, I thought it was gone two years ago. And then when I want to say when I finished, it, they moved it to Adult Swim. For a little bit, but I think finally I think... My... Oh, it's still there. King of the Hill still on Adult Swim. Yes, but yeah. not oh. newer, I'm saying. Uh, like, okay. Mike Judge, he's like... No. Uh, is Mike Judge, like, 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 he was in my head, like, like, you know, King of the Hill, Mike Judge is like, no, trust me, no more, I have nothing more, it's like, a, it's like doing a TV show, like writing a book, you know, I mean, like, J.K. Rowling, she's starting to redo another series of Harry Potter, well, thing about it is, she wrote all those Harry Potter books, and finally got to one, and she's like, I gotta stop, I have nothing more, she waited a couple years, she'll probably make eight or nine Harry Potter people, then they're gonna stop, and then she'll stop for a couple more years, then she'll do it some more, until finally she says, I don't want to write anymore, or I'm going to die. Or, 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 excuse me, I'll, she'll die. Just like the guy who did Sherlock Holmes. He wrote so many. He wrote one book where, at the end of it, he pretty much said he died. But Sherlock Holmes fans are like, no, he didn't. He faked his death. Well, in all reality, no, Sherlock Holmes did die. It wasn't until he wrote the next book that he came up with some weird way for Sherlock Holmes five, six years later to fake his death. And he made, like, four or five more Sherlock Holmes books. And he's like, I'm done. I'm done. And, of course, he died, you know. But some, I mean, like, when you can't do anymore, you can't. And, and some people understand that. And you got someone like Comedy Central that is, I mean, it was, I remember 2008 that came out. We're doing two more seasons. We're done. We might do a movie. That's it. They did the two more seasons. Oh, uh, they're halfway through the second one. They got a three-year contract, essentially. And their thing is, and their thing is, like, we're going to, you don't have a problem taking the money, but it's, like it's going to get to the point where, you can give us the biggest number you can think of, and we're going to say no. And when that happens, Comedy Central, they're going to be fucked. Hmm. Like I said, at some point, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm actually, honestly, I'm surprised TBS has been around as long as it did because WCW and Atlanta Brave Baseball, those are the two things, reasons why people watch TBS and reruns and, and movies. And then WCW went, and then they stopped doing the Atlanta Brave baseball games on CBS. You're not getting as many ratings as you were. Right. You know, you might still be getting high ratings, but they're not as high as they could have been. And when that happens, you know, that's when shit hits the fan. And I, that's the only story I uh, have. I, I haven't heard any rumors about people playing roles. I haven't heard any rumors about people doing a movie. That's what I have for news. Okay. 
Alrighty guys, well we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about our main topic. We'll see you in a moment. We'll be talking about our main topic in the main topic. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, dude. One place I'm not banned is Butts and Seeds Podcast, brother. My main man, Frank Harris, and Josh the Thunder from Down Under Armour review WCW Podcast, man, and they're from the 90s. Black Blood's music, it's fucking hilarious. He looks like the combination of Kane and the members of Doom, and his music yeah. sounds like a breaker from Beverly Hills 90210. There's also interviews and special episodes, man, and you can get it for free, brother, on iTunes and Stitcher. What you gonna do when butts and seats run wild on you, man? Celebrity voice impersonated. Hey, MSR. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do you like geeky things? I love geeky things, Chunky Larry. How much do you love geeky things? I would say at least a seven. A seven? That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you know where you can get geeky things? Um, I mean, I, I have a few places on the internet I go to. Um, well, the one place you want to go on the internet is geeksoftheindustry.com. Because it's got geeks at the beginning. Oh, that, that that's a good point. Geeksoftheindustry.com, you say. What is that What is that about? What is that? Well, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got cartoons, movies, music, video games, wrestling. You know, anything that's geeky that you're into, you'll probably be able to find at geeksoftheindustry.com. I can watch all of those things? No, no, no. It's a podcast website. You listen to things. Oh. You can download them from the website, or you can, you know, subscribe to one of the shows on Stitcher or iTunes. What was that website again? That's geeksoftheindustry.com, my good friend. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, sorry, my brother. You've got to get your own. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include everyone. Tuck you in, walk with him. to Nerd Otaku. I told people why the USB cords of PS2 don't work. Okay, uh, apparently PS2, uh, Sony released PS2 type type of uh, devices to plug into these USB ports. If you plug anything else in, all it does is just charge. Yep. So... It's meant for a, a mouse and a keyboard. Because it was just the other day when I was playing <laughs> Robert Smackett, who does an age, basically. You know, I could use a controller, but I bet you, if I use my keyboard, I'd be so much better. <laughs> Fuck me. Those are like the only ones I know. I don't know if there's anything else. I remember my... I remember there's that one to play. It have four players you plug it in, but I don't know if that's a USB port. I think that's a controller port. Yeah, it's a controller port. And then, like, uh, 
The only other devices, there was the guitar here, the guitars with all the controller ports, the steering wheel, that was a controller, that was a controller port. So in essence, you have like you you have waste on a, on a, on a machine. Pretty much. Because I can see this, like I said, I'm beating this into the ground, I apologize, I can see someone going, you know, oh, you know, I wish we had a CD player, oh, I'll take my PS1, we'll hook it out of this thing, and there we go. If that has use, the USB, I, I, when are you going to use a, a mouse or a keyboard unless maybe you do online, but even that, I, I caramba. I caramba. Yes. So, our main topic in tribute to Lemmy, who recently passed away. Uh, we are, our episode is about Motorhead, the band. The, the, band. Band. the legend. Uh, they were an English rock band formed in June 1975. Holy shit, <laughs> I didn't think of that old. Uh, the bassist, singer, and songwriter was Lemmy Kilmister, uh, who was the sole constant member. It's considered a precursor to one of the earliest members of the new wave of British heavy metal, which re-energized heavy metal in the late 1970s and early 1980s. Now, before we continue, what was your first Motorhead song you, you heard? Time to play the game. Oh, of course. Mine too. It was game. So how did you find out... Okay, you found... How do I word this question? How did you did you did you got more curious about Motorhead and then you just found all these other songs? Um, y yes. Um, what did it was I used to what I still have is a VH1 uh, classics, and they did a documentary about this was a couple years ago about women. Right. They followed him and you know you just think of this guy and I don't want to piss people off but you know okay he's this guy who sings songs and sings songs for this band as well known. And then you watch the movie, and then this movie, this documentary, pretty much put in his head that this guy is a, he's like a, a legend. Like this guy is just the stuff that you know he's been a part of, all this stuff and whatnot. Like this guy is just a fountain of like you know youth and amazement <laughs> and wonder. Uh, what what were some uh what were some songs you've heard? Uh, that like uh, that that may are you a Motorhead fan? I, I, I don't have any stuff on there, I'm a big three player, but I know if I started listening more and more, yeah. I would have stuff on there, three player, just, it just, one of those things where it's, I, I, I guess I like Ace of Spades, I like the, the, the I, I don't know, what I've heard of Motorhead, I couldn't tell you any of the songs, I apologize, but I do like Motorhead. I'd have a lot, I'd probably, I'd probably buy a lot of their CDs and records and whatnot. Right, yeah, uh, songs that I like listening to is, uh, honestly, Ace of Spades is okay. Uh, I think the the line that I think the line that in that song is so fucking funky. It was like, don't forget the Joker. Like, is this ran? It's like random during a guitar solo. So what the fuck? <laughs> that was yeah. I think yeah. That, that was a tad hokey. But other than that, they did awesome fucking covers. Like, they did one of uh, Sandman, Hellraiser, uh, Highway to Hell. Yeah, that it, it, it is shit. Oh, you heard it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I, honestly, I, honestly, I, their cover of Enemy of Sam is not bad. I just I like Metallica. Right. Uh, um, well, ver well their, their own songs I like, uh, other than the, the Game and Evolution, or Line in the Sand, rather. Uh, 
Uh, and King of Kings. Let's try to get. Technically, they that's not their songs. They, Jim Johnson wrote those. Uh, really? Yeah. So, and then Triple H just pretty much was like, I wanted them to perform them. Because yeah. I didn't know about until watching, for what I watched, out of all the songs that he, he did for WWE, the one that Triple H's song, he hates performing. Yeah. He, I don't think he's ever performed it live. Ever. Aside from all. WrestleMania's. Yes. Mm. Which they probably had to pay him a shit ton of money to do. But then again, I, I think they were probably glad to pay him a shit ton of money. Right. This guy, though, I mean, you know, we talk about who, in, who who influences you. How many people who their first thing they heard, like Metallica the, the, um, and whatnot, that was that's their main influence, was Lemmy and the song Motorhead. Right. And to think about all these rock bands that are around, uh, around now, a lot of them, if it wasn't for Motorhead, they probably wouldn't even be in the business. Or try to even become in the business. That's how big of a name they had and big of an influence they had. And of course, you know, the way the Lemmy Kill Lemmy Kilmister Mr. Uh, carried himself. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm looking up some other songs that I might know. Uh apparently they have a self titled song. <laughs> I would everyone has a self titled song. Oh uh Life's a Bitch is a good one. Uh of course there's the Ace of Spades. This guy, he, 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 he was a partier, he was a hard rocker, but you know what? Um, he didn't have a problem living quietly. Yeah. Had a small apartment, um, it was kind of a, they call, what do you call it, a, I, don't know, um, I don't know if I'd say it was hoarding, but he had all these memorabilia, all this stuff. He was a big Beatles fan, um, so he had all these like Beatles records and you know, the re-releases and whatnot, and he, you know, he smoked and he drank like a motherfucker, and there was a funny there's this place in los angeles uh dave Grohl, the lead singer of the food fires telling about how uh in this place and i can't remember it's a nice bar and there's times where you just walk in there and there he is and all he wants to do is play slots he doesn't like there was a party there one time hey isn't Lem supposed to get this party oh yeah he's over there he just quarter <laughs> quarter quarter can i have another beer or just all, uh, if, 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 if a good day for him is he, he, a good day for him or a good something to you know get the stress away is in front of a slot machine in front of the the, the, the video poker the video slot machine drinking a beer or you know some sort of alcohol smoking a cigarette yes <laughs> apparently Motorhead released 23 studio albums 10 live recordings 12 compilation albums and five EPs over a career spanning 40 years. Uh, they, in the 1980s, with they had several successful singles in the UK Top 40 chart. Uh, the albums Overkill, Bomber, Ace of Spades, and particularly uh, No Sleep Till ha Hammersmith cemented Motorhead's reputation as a top-tier rock band. Ooh. They, the band are ranked number 26 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists and of Hard Rock as, 20, as of 2012. They have sold more than 15 million albums worldwide. Uh, they are typical. They are a classified as heavy metal, a fusion of punk rock, and uh, they're also uh, speed metal and thrash metal. Their lyrics typically covered such topics as war, good versus evil, abuse of power, promiscuous. Uh, when I wrote down this word, promiscuous sex, promiscuous. 
Hey, read it. Hang on. It's right here. Prometheus sex. I have no idea what that is. Substance abuse and most famously. Yeah, most famously gambling. Oh yeah. No <laughs> shit. I just told you the slot machine thing. <laughs> Uh, so how they formed, Lemmy was fired from Hawkwind in May 1975, as you said, doing the wrong drugs. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you that man wishes they didn't let go of him. He was arrested on suspicion of possession of cocaine at the Canadian border and spent five days in jail, causing the band to cancel some of their North American tour dates. Now on this alone, Lemmy decided to form a new band called Motorhead, inspired by the final song he had written for Hawkwind. That's where, okay, that's where the self-titled song comes from. Uh, da, da, da. He wanted it to be fast and vicious, just like the MC5. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> His stated aim was to concentrate on very basic music. Loud, fast, city, raucous, arrogant, paranoid, speed freak rock, and roll. It will be as loud, it, it will be so loud that if we move in next door to you, your lawn will die. <laughs> Wow, that's just, my God, right there. On the recommendations of Mick Farron, he recruited Larry Wallace, ex-Pink Fairies, an electric guitarist, and Lucas Fox on drums. So, Motorhead's just three guys. Wow. Hmm. According to the Lemmy, the band's first practice was at the now-defunct sound management rehearsal studios located on Kings Road in Chelsea in 1975. Uh, the, uh, Lease the basement area of furniture store, the Furniture Cave, located in Lots Road. Uh, Lemmy also said they they used to steal equipment as the band was short on gear. Well, I bet they did. Their first engagement was supporting Greenslade uh, Greens and the Ro Roundhouse, London, on July 20, 1975, on October 19th. Having... Played 10 gigs, they became the supporting act to Blue Oyster Cult and the Hammersmith Odeon. Oh, hmm. They were contracted in the U.S. by Andrew Lauder, the A&R man for the band Lemmy was previously in Hawkwind. They record sessions at Rockfield Studios in Monmouth with producer Dave Edmonds, during which Fox proved to be unreliable and was replaced by drummer Phil Filthy Animal Taylor. Filthy spelled P H I T H Y. Phil, filthy. Uh, uh, a casual acquaintance of Lemmy's, the record label was dissatisfied with the material and refused to release it, although it was subsequently issued on parole in 1979 after the band had established some success. Uh, okay. March 1976, decided the two guitars were required, the band auditioned Fast Eddie Clark. Wallace, who continued to tour with reformed Pink Fairies, quit immediately after the auditions, and Clark remained as the sole guitarist. This trio of Lemmy, Clark, and Taylor is today regarded as the classic Mortarhead lineup. In December, the band re uh, recorded the Leaving Here single for Stiff Records, but United Art Artists intervened to prevent its general release as the band was still under contract to them. Despite their refusal to issue their debut album, reactions to the band had were very unfavorable. They, they won a poll for the best worst band in the world in the music magazine NME. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm. Best worst. That's... Wow. Hey, 
April 1977, living in squats and with little recognition, Taylor and Clark decided to quit the band, and after some debate, they agreed to do a farewell show at the Marquee Club in London. Let me have become acquainted with Ted Carl from uh, Chiswick Records. I've heard Chex Mix Records. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a record company that presented the Royal Rumble. Yes, and asked him to bring a mobile studio to the show to record it for Posteriter today. My God. Did you drink today? Posteriter. Carol was unable to get the mobile unit to the Marquee Club, but showed up backstage after the engagement and offered them two days at Escape Studios with producer Speedy Keen to record a single. Band took a chance to start recording a single. They laid down 11 unfinished tracks. Carol gave them a few more days at Olympic Studios to finish the vocals, and the band completed 13 tracks for release as an album. Chiswick issued the single Motorhead in June, followed by the album Motorhead. Uh, followed by the album Motorhead in August, which spent one week in the UK album charts at number 43. The band toured the UK, supporting Hawkwind in June, then. From late July, they commenced the Beyond the Threshold of Pain tour with the Count Bishops. That sounds familiar, the Count Yeah, that does. Uh, their rise to success. In July 1978, the band returned to management of Douglas Smith, who secured a one-off singles deal with Bronze Records. The resulting Louie Louie single was issued in September, peaking at number 68 on the UK singles charts. The band toured UK to promote it. Of course, I would hope they would. No, we're gonna, we're gonna. We're, we're, who, they, they actually, there was somebody one time that they released an album. I can't remember who the fuck it was. On a side note, that they didn't want to fucking promote it. They were like, it's selling out. Why did you work for that record company? Uh, the single success led to Bronze extending their contract and put the band back to the studio recording album. This time with producer Jimmy Miller at Roundhouse Studios. A hint of what the band had recorded for the album came on March 9, 1979, when the band played Overkill on Top of the Pops to support release of the single Ahead of Overkill album, which was released March 24, 1979. Top of the Pops, that's a big deal, so for them to get on it, that's pretty impressive. Oh, wow. Uh, it became Motorhead's first album to break into the top 40 of the UK album chart, reaching number 24 with the singles reaching number 39 on the UK singles chart. This release, these releases were followed by the Overkill UK tour, which began on March 23, 1979. Uh, the accompanying track, No Class, as the A-side with the previously unreleased song, Like a Nightmare, on the B-side. It fared worse than both the album and previous single, but reached number 61 on the UK singles charts. Between January 26th and 28th of 1982, the band started recording their self Produced new album at Ramport Studios before moving into Morgan Studios. God, these guys go through fucking studios like a fat kid goes through Halloween candy. Some of it might have been their attitude. Some might have been the way of music. Some of them might be idiot uh, record companies. It sounds like they were pretty humble <laughs> they did, yeah. from what we're reading. Well, so the music industry can be a bit. Yeah. At times, so. Everyone can sing. It's just how much you stand out. Mm -hmm, yes. And how much auto-tune they <laughs> oh my god <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Got whoa, whoa, whoa departures Clark left as a consequence of, a, of the band recording Stand By Your Man a cover version of the Tammy Winnett classic in collaboration with Wendy O. Williams and Plasmatics Clark felt that the song compromised the band's principles refu 
He refused to play on the recording and resigned, later forming his own band, Fastway. Lemmy and Taylor made numerous telephone calls to find guitarists, including one to Brian Robertson, formerly with Finn Lizzy, who was, yeah. Yeah, who was recording a solo album in Canada. He agreed to help out and complete the tour with them. Robertson signed a one-album deal resulting in 1983's Another Perfect Day, and the two singles from it, Shine and I Got Mine. In June and July, the band played five dates in Japan, and from mid-October until mid-November, they toured Europe. Uh, yeah, 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 tour, tours. Uh, Robertson began to cause friction in the band as a result of his onstage attire consisting of shorts and ballet shoes. And furthermore, with his point-blank refusal to play the old standards that every Motorhead audience expected to hear. This led to an ambitious, uh, amicable agreement that Robertson would leave. Playing his last engagement with the band at Berlin uh, Metropole on November 11th. After his departure in 83, the band were sent, ta were sent tapes from all over the world from potential guitarists. The group returned to the concept of dual leading guitars by hiring unknowns Wurzel and Phil Campbell, ex-Persian Risk. Wurzel. <laughs> in, uh, in February 1984, the Lemmy. The Lemmy. The Lemmy. Uh, <laughs> what is he, the Trump? The Lemmy. The Lemmy. Campbell, Wurzel, and Taylor line all the the the, the Lemmy recorded Ace of Spades for for the Bambi episode in the British television series The Young Ones. Fucking Bambi playing uh, cards. <laughs> the Ace of Spades smoking a giant cigar. I saw this gif. It showed this deer wearing hooves, and he took off the hooves and showed like fingers, and he like wiggled them. Like he was gonna do something. <laughs> I I just imagine that 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 weird noise you make. That that that. noises. God. <laughs> I have heard it all. <laughs> Taylor quit the band after uh, he joined to uh, it's in his parody of the Beatles comedy film A Hard Day Night. Taylor quit the band after the that recording, causing Lemmy to quit. Did I leave them or did they leave me? Before joining Motorhead, Phil Campbell had met ex-Saxon drummer Pete Gill, and the trio decided to call him to see if he'd like to visit London. The tryouts went well, and Gill was hired. Uh... The band were involved in a court case with Bronze over the next two years, believing that their releases were not being promoted properly, and the record company banned them from the recording studio. The band looked to more touring for income. Australia and New Zealand in late July to late August, a brief tour of Hungary in uh, September, and the No Remorse Death on the Road tour between 24, October 24th and November 7th. On October 26th, the band made a live appearance on the British Channel 4 music program, The Tube, performing Killed by Death, Steal Your Face, and the unbroadcast Overkill. We're going on their next engagement that evening. From November 19th to December 15th, the band toured America with Canadian speed metal band Exciter and Danish heavy metal band Merciful Fate. Uh, okay. Orgasmatron. 
That's well, a- I love I love that uh, <laughs> character in uh, Transformers Orgasmatron. He is more than meets the eye, if you know what I mean. I'm just imagining Val Venus as a Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello, robots. Does he come oil? <laughs> I come oil. I come oil. Oh god, that's something I gotta tell you. I come oil? No, no, no. It's it's there's a thing you wouldn't understand. Fine. It's funny as hell. It, it's the gay hooker terminator. I come oil. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. I come oil. <laughs> In April 2002, a DVD of some of Motorhead's performances from the 70s and 80s, along with some stock footage of the band, was released as the best of Motorhead. Two weeks earlier, the Hammered album was released and supported by the Hammered Tour, which kicked off the, in the States at around the same time. Lemmy's death in the breakup of Motorhead in 2015. On, t- on December 28, 2015, Lemmy died at the age of 70, four days after celebrating his 70th birthday. He was the second Motorhead member to die in 2015 following Phil Taylor the, free- the previous month. The band posted the following message on Facebook. Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't want to read this whole thing. Uh, oh, I love this line. Celebrate the life this lovely, wonderful man celebrates so vibrantly himself. He would want exactly that. Born to lose, live to win. Yeah, that was his style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the following day, drummer Mickey D confirmed that Motorhead would not continue, stating Motorhead is over, of course. Lemmy was Motorhead. We won't be doing any more tours yeah. or anything. There you go. Yeah, and there won't be any more records, but the brand survives, and Lemmy lives on the hearts of everyone. Two days after after Lemmy's death, guitarist Phil Campbell also stated that Motorhead is no longer. A few days later, the band's longtime manager, Tom Singerman, told the press that Lemmy had experienced chest pains two days after his uh, uh, 70th birthday party held at Whiskey A Go-Go and visited into the emergency room, but was released the next day. Our sick man was concerned because Lemmy's speech was getting bad and took him to a brain scan on December 26th. The doctor came into Lemmy's apartment, brought the results, and told us all that he has two to six months to live. Lemmy reacted calmly. He took it better than all of us. His only comment was, oh, only two months, huh? The doctor goes, yeah. Lem, I don't want to bullshit you. It's bad, and there's nothing anyone can do. I would be lying to you if I told you there was a chance. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be. That's uh, hey, you know. Sometimes it's it's good to not be harsh. Uh, I mean, it's good to be harsh. I could say. Plans were made to treat Lemmy at home. A video game console at the Rainbow Bar and Grill that Lemmy loved to play was brought to his yep. apartment. On uh, twenty on December twenty eighth, two thousand fifteen, he spent hours on the console. And Rainbow owner Michael Malagri paid a visit. Lemmy died in his sleep later that day. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny as they said that, and it's just good. They're like, no, we're done. Yeah. You can't. It's only a handful of times has it, has it worked where a guy left or a guy died, they brought in another singer, and it's, it worked. Okay. It, it has worked before. ACDC is an example. ACDC is a good example, though, I will, like I said, sing your new shit. Yeah, you have your, you have your opinion. Uh, I don't know about death, but I know leaving, like Three Days Grace. Uh, <laughs> wow, there's pop, there's people getting their pitchforks ready that I mentioned Three Days Grace in the same sense as Motorhead. 
But no, it's an example. For yeah. Some people that treat this. Yeah. So before we leave off, uh, the name and logo. The name Motorhead is a reference to users of the drug amphetamine. The so-called metal umlaut over the second O has no effect on the pronunciation of the name and was used. It was used in several heavy metal bands along with backletter fonts to give them a Teutonic feel. Uh, the band's distinctive fang face logo with its oversized boar tusks, chains, and spikes was created by artist Joe Patango in 1977 for the cover of Motorhead album and has appeared in many variations of covers of ensuing albums. The fang face has been referred to variously as War Pig and Snaggletooth. War Pig and Snaggletooth. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So, Motorhead, uh, it, it it was it was surreal when I uh, okay what was your reaction when you found out how did you find out find out you oh and uh, again I was one of those guys where I was like uh, he he'll live for freaking ever and I always thought if he did die he'd have a cigar in his mouth and he'd be holding a thing of liquor yeah you know what I mean or he died banging a woman because <laughs> that he's he's the type of guy you could see him going out like that. And it just, it, it, and, but then again, and then what's funny is you're telling me this now, I mean, and then I think even in the, 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 uh, Triple H is, uh, he, he said what he meant at his funeral is, is that, and I didn't know this until, like I said, later on, and I didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. You know, and then it's kind of like, within, like I said, with David Boyd, where I saw the photo, where it's like, oh, holy <laughs> shit. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember how I found out. I think I... Facebook? Yeah, I was on Facebook, and someone, I, I saw Lemmy was trending. I was like, what? okay, oh, why is Lemmy trending? Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. They said they're not going to do any conference. I did see a couple years from now, doing, uh, Queen's done this a couple times, where what they'll do is they'll have the band play, but they'll take a, a video of Lemmy singing. Right. I can see them doing that. But, yeah, as opposed to a new singer, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. You hear? You ever heard, hear any, like I said, uh, wild Lemmy stories? The only, the one, I, I know two. I know the one about the, the rainbow where, hey, where's Lemmy? <laughs> Pulling the slot down. Uh, I love the one Triple H told at the funeral. Mm -hmm. Triple H and uh, Stephanie were, like, going to go in the lock, in his locker room. Triple H stepped in. Uh, Lemmy was in a towel. Like there was like two top. There's like two topless uh, right. women, and there's and the table was full of coke. Not Coca-Cola. Fucking blow. And then uh, Triple H told him, "Hey, I brought my wife. With me. Oops, I brought my wife with me." Jesus. And uh, and Lemmy's like, "Oh, step out for a minute." And uh, step out five minutes later. Lemmy's all dressed up. The women have clothes. The blow's completely gone. See, I can only hope he sniffed it or started it all. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, um, that's the only one I know. There was one I heard, another one I heard from um, Dave Grohl. Was there, he was saying about how, uh, and it actually took place at that place. Was telling, the one, there was this guy, I can't think of the band, and they had a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And uh, they they released an album, like their second or third album, and I guess this guy, his influence, or one of his influences, was Motorhead, especially Lemmy. 
Right. So this magazine, and I can't remember what the magazine was, but they they went to Lenny, they gave him the album, and they said, you know, you know, listen to it, and of course write an article or review it. And Lenny's like, that's the worst fucking album I have ever heard. He says, I, I it's, it's not good. Well, he shouldn't say worst fucking. He just he was actually very polite. He says, I did not like it. It was horrible. It just I have heard, I thought I heard the worst album ever. No, I haven't. That was the worst album I've ever heard. So the guy, of course, the, the, the band, pretty much came out and, and talked shit about Lemmy. So Dave Grohl was at this the Rainbow Place, and there was that guy, and you know, he, he said, I don't I never, you know, I wasn't going to sh- get on his ass, but I was like, you know, he has his right. Both guys had the right to the opinion, you know, but I was kind of a little pissed how he was talking shit about money, but it doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and he'd say, yeah, you know, he kept going on. And, okay, you know, fucking chill, okay, we get it. you don't like Lemmy. So what are the odds that day he's going to the bathroom, he's going to get a drink, and who's at a slot machine? Lemmy. Lemmy. Who's also at the bar? The guy, Lemmy, said, hey, how you doing, Lemmy? You know, Dave Grohl knows him. He goes, uh, yeah, da-da-da-da-da. And this guy, you know, so Dave Grohl's like, oh, so you know, the, what, how were you pissed about Lemmy? He goes, yeah. And all of a sudden, he goes, you see the image, cowboy hat, you know, the hat. And the guy's mouth was like, ah, so I, uh, here you got some things about me. Oh, Lemmy, I've always loved you. Da, 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 respect. Da, 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 let me buy you a beer. And of course, Lemmy was in it. He pissed off because he bought him a beer. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of funny. This guy was shooting his mouth up in it. And then just to see the image of, you know, when he walked in through the door, the hat, everything, and all these shenanigans and whatnot. And then he just like, oh, hey, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you like me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you thought my uh, views on your al- Oh, yes, it was a totally shitty album. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you buy me another drink? I would love to buy you another drink. And I was like, yeah, you better buy me another drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever get a chance, I think it's just called Lemmy. It was a... Um, I don't know who did it, but VH1 Classic showed it, and like everybody and their mother is pretty much in this. Dave Grohl, um, I think everybody in uh, Metallica, a couple actors, Dave Grohl, of course, because I guess they did an album where they did some stuff in the studio where like he played drums and Lemmy sang, and like vice versa, and they switch off. Right. Uh, but it's a, it's actually a pretty interesting documentary. Like they're telling about how like the his uh, one kid that he has. The woman he was married to, he like he talks about how he loves the Beatles, and it's funny because he's like, "Isn't that ironic?" He said, "I love the Beatles, and the woman I was married to, she lost her virginity to John Lennon." <laughs> of course. Oh, the and, irony. Like, and it's funny, he's like, "You want here's this guy, you know, metal, and talk about like how like yeah, I like metal, but he talks about how his influences they're not just metal. Like you, you see him like going into this like store in like L.A. and he buys like and you find out about his love for the Beatles, and you find out a lot about this, that, and of course." The story's about him. Here's this old man smoking a cigar, drinking. And that, a good day for him. It's really a good documentary. It's, it's called Lemmy. I don't know if you can get it on Netflix. Like I said, I forget who did it. I want to say it was, might have been VH1, but then again, VH1 Classic might just showed it to show. Right. But it's a very interesting documentary. All right. Uh, let's get into our plugs. Okay. Um, but some Seats Podcast and OSW Review. Go ahead. Shellstrike Network, uh, the Shell Pod, the Puro Pod, the D and J Sportscast, mm-hmm. um, our show, our show, Otaku, uh, Shell Pod Theater, Shell Pod Extra, uh, Turbuckle Throwbacks, the Bloke Show, Wrestling with Regret, Angry Video Game Nerd, 
uh, Markiplier, YouTubers in general, just YouTubers. Yeah, I don't think Mark needs a, needs a shout out. Being, yeah, I, I think I think Jeff Peanut Butter needs a shout out. Did <laughs> you shout out Jeff Peanut Butter too, there, buddy? <laughs> Pan Peanut Butter. <laughs> <sighs> Follow me on Twitter at GoodnightLove35. Follow me on Twitter at Control. And uh, check out check us out on uh, Danielle Selenetti, uh YouTube page and see our lovely faces. <laughs> if you ever if you ever been curious what the hell we look like, I run in horror. <laughs> <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wives. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your husband. Alrighty, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you all in the future. You chat! Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>